Mercifully for him, Lady Brian entered the room. My lady, Elizabeth pleaded, I have asked Sir John why he called me Lady Princess yesterday and Lady Elizabeth today. Why is that? You have a new title, my Lady Elizabeth, she said, in a voice that was clearly meant to reassure. The King's Highness has decreed it. But why? persisted the child. She had a sense of things hidden from her. "'I'm sure the King has very good reasons,' answered Lady Brian, in a tone that forbade further discussion. Looking down on her little half-sister, who was far too young to understand fully what she was about to say, Mary was filled with all the old, conflicting feelings. She loved the child dearly, knowing that she was an innocent.' whom it would be unfair to hold responsible for the wrongs that her mother had done Mary and her own mother, Queen Catherine. Yet she could never forget that Elizabeth was Anne Boleyn's child, and Mary had hated Anne Boleyn more than any other mortal on earth. She should forgive, she told herself. Her faith demanded it. But it was hard, nay, impossible, for the hurts had cut too deeply. Were it not for Anne Boleyn, her father would not have wickedly broken with the Pope in Rome, her mother would not have died abandoned and alone, and she herself would never have been declared a bastard, she who had been the king's true heir and successor to the throne. Elizabeth's pointed little face was looking up at her, her black eyes inquiring. Apart from her colouring, she was entirely Anne Boleyn's child. In her appearance and her quick wits, her mercurial temperament, and her vanity. Already she held herself with poise, delighting in fine gowns and peering into mirrors to admire herself. But was she King Harry's? This thought had tortured Mary ever since she had heard the accusations against the lute player, Mark Smeaton. Mary had never seen him herself. She had not been at court for many years, but some of her friends there were of the opinion that Elizabeth had a look of him. Resolutely, she pushed the thought aside. Whoever her father was, and whatever Anne Boleyn had been, Elizabeth was a helpless little child who had to be told that her mother was dead. Mary resolved to be gentle with her, and her innate kindness asserted itself. Mary laid a hand on hers. Elizabeth, sweeting, do you know what treason is? No said Elizabeth doubtfully, her innocent eyes wide and perplexed. It is when someone does something bad against the king, hurts him in some way, or plots wickedness. Do you understand? Elizabeth nodded. Plotting wickedness featured largely in the stories Lady Bryan told her, like the naughty fox in Chanticleer. She was in familiar territory here. People who commit treason get punished. They are put to death, Mary went on. Death. Elizabeth knew what that was. The chaplain had explained it to her. It meant your body going to sleep forever and ever, and your soul, although she still wasn't quite sure what that was, going to heaven to live with God and all the saints and angels, if you were good. Sweetheart, there is no easy way to say this. Mary's words were coming in a rush now. But your mother committed treason against the king, our father, and she has suffered the punishment. She has been put to death. 
Elizabeth looked as if she hadn't heard. She was staring into the distance, her face a passive blank. Do you understand? Mary asked again, squeezing the little hand beneath hers. Elizabeth drew it away. Suffered the punishment. Put to death. Suffered the punishment. Put to death. Mary's words were beating over and over in her head. She was trying to make sense of them. What did Mary mean? Put to death. Put to death. Lady Bryan was walking towards them. Suddenly, Elizabeth slid off the bench and ran to her governess, burying her face in her skirts and bursting into violent tears. Mother! My mother! Mother, where is she? I want her! She wailed piteously, her small body trembling in fear. Where is my mother?